When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You got that rocker, MJ in the house, otherwise known as Marty Genetti. You know how we do rock and roll, starting and strolling, and we're doing it right here on the Rundown Wrestling Network. Keep on rocking. Yeah. Whatever happened to Jake Roberts? Is he still alive? Does he still work for AW? Maybe. Is Lance Archer still kicking his ass every time he talks? Dave Song! Ladies and gentlemen, we are Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history of professional wrestling. And this is the main event of the evening. Please welcome your host for today. Jason is here. Dude, I, I swear to God, I'm not as big an asshole as it sounds like. Troy is here. Hey, I call them like I see them, all right? Taz is here. I mean, Sal is here. And I'm here. Oh, look at it this way. It's the first thing we've done together as a team. I grab my dick, you grab your dick, you work my arm, I work your arm. Same time, same time. It's like jerking off together, but not gay. We're not touching dicks. Each other's dicks anyway. I'm touching my own dick. You're working it, and I'm loving it. Well, enough is enough, and it's time for... The Rundown. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Rundown Wrestling Podcast. My name is Adam. I'm your host. Sal is here. What's up? Habaday. This is still a thing. I thought my... Every, every once in a while. I thought my union rep said I'm contracted to one appearance a month. What's going on here? There's a podcast union? Doing this 12 years and I didn't know there was a podcast union? Oh, no, no, no. There's, there's a union for my job and they have control over my extracurricular activities. <laughs> that sounds terrible. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. kidding. <laughs> um, this week has been atrocious for literally all of us. But um, we're here. We're podcasting. And we're yeah, going to have fun tonight. We're going to have fun tonight. I've had a pretty good week. Good for you. Actually, I do have a quick good news story. Yeah. Um, so they replaced the battery in my car, and the battery in my key was going. Oh, sorry. Hang on. Fob, right? Hang on. Dun, 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 dun. Prius update. Okay, good. It's not a Prius. Oh. Um, sorry. So <laughs> they tried to tell me at Midas and the dealership that it would cost me a couple hundred to replace the battery in the key fob. Okay. And Midas told me... In they, the key fob? Yes. Midas the told me... The little fucking button cell battery. Yes. Midas told me that you Shit. can't replace it yourself because it has to be programmed to your car. Okay? So the key fob's been slowly dying. Like, really dying. To the point I, where I, I have I, to practically step on it to get it to work, right? I had that issue in the Toyota for a while before I finally just told him, just replace the battery because I can forget So, me. yeah, Exactly. So, um, my car was dead yesterday. 
So I was like, motherfucker, I just got a brand new battery. You've got to be kidding me. So I called AAA. They came out and jumped in. I talked to the AAA guy, and he was like, no, that's bullshit, dude. You can just go get a watch battery and just replace yeah. it yourself. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, it doesn't have to be like programming. He's like, if it doesn't work, sit in your car and press unlock 65 times, and it will eventually catch it. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. So I went on YouTube, watched a how-to video. Did it myself. Battery went, cost five bucks. Went, I was gonna say you went to Walmart, spent a dollar seventy nine on the fucking cell battery. <laughs> um, no, I got Duracell actually. But <laughs> dude, it was the easiest thing in the world, and my car yeah. works fucking perfect now. Fuck you, saying that I had to fucking not you, but <laughs> the the royal you that I had to fucking um uh, get a program. You fucking cocksucking money fucking hungry hey, asshole. Hey, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. You don't. We, we don't, don't use, use that co- as a pejorative. We don't use cocksucker as a pejorative in this house. That's right. I apologize. Um, because there's nothing wrong with sucking cock. It's fun from, on both ends. <laughs> but I was so happy that I did it myself, but also so like, they tried to fuck on me. <laughs> <laughs> Eat shit, Midas. So <sighs> so all this, so for the past, if, uh, ex- correct me if I'm hearing you incorrectly. Uh, tell me if I'm lying, if you will. For all this shit you've been dealing with the past two months was because of the button in the the, the battery in the key fob? No. The oh, battery okay. itself did have to be replaced. Um, because it's over four years old, at least. And I knew the battery was dying. And, and the battery died. Then that's fine. Um, the key fob was just an extra kick in the nuts. So... <laughs> That only started happening after I replaced the battery. <laughs> but I had a feeling that was too, because it used to be I could stand next to the car and not have to physically unlock it. It would just, like, recognize that the key was in my pocket. You better recognize it. <laughs> and that's been kind of going slowly, too. So, yeah, I had a feeling it was, it was getting to be about time. But, you know. Anyway... That should be the end to Ford Watch 2022. I think Astro's in the chat making fun of how you said the word car. Car! We are live for the world at twitch.tv slash the Souls are effect. Throw me a follow, and when I stream every six years, you can come watch. But yeah. We're on my Twitch because it's just the two of us. Just two so what um, have you been up to, my friend? Uh, it's been a good week. It's been a good week because this entire week I've just been excited for today. Because today uh, is my dad's 70th birthday. Oh, your dad is Sean Connery. Bullshit. It's my 70th birthday. Uh, and so... To, to to celebrate this occasion, uh, I took him out to lunch. And I took him out to lunch at a place that, um, were it closer to me, I would go to every day and go completely bankrupt. Um, they, they, it's, it's a, I guess you can call it a chain because it's, it's, it's a lot of locations. It's this place called Yukaku Japanese Barbecue. Okay. And it's one of those places where it has the grill in the center of the table, mm-hmm. 
Mm. And they, they bring you the meat raw, and you cook it on the grill in the middle of the day. Wait, you cook it? Yes. It's not a hibachi situation. It's not a hibachi, okay. They bring you raw meat, and you stick it on the grill. <laughs> and Sal, it is so fucking good. It sounds it, man. So... Today we went to the we went to the brand new location in the Burlington Mall, so you should go there because that's near you. Oh, I didn't know that they put a new one in the Burlington Mall. Mm-hmm. It's in that it's in that new thing that's next to the mall. Yeah, oh, don't even get me started about that thing. <laughs> but it's got a yukaku in it, so it's okay by me. Fair. But so it was me and Dad and the kid. Uh, Emily had to work and. We would have done dinner, but by the time she gets home, it would take us 45 minutes to get there. We would have gotten back by like 8.30. And putting the kid to bed at 8.30 is a bad idea. So, we went there for lunch. Um, my dad says it's the best meal he's ever had. Uh, so, successful birthday. Nice. I'll take that. And uh, it was only $150 for the three of us. <laughs> That's with the tip. All of a sudden, uh, my enthusiasm for going to check that place out just went down. It's, <laughs> it's worth it. It's so fucking good. Um, so good. Speaking of meat. And you don't you don't have to get 13 things off the menu like we did. Right. I just It's just amazing. So I was like, you got to get everything? You got to get everything get now. Everything, one of everything, please. Dad got the beef tongue. Okay. And uh, my kid actually wanted to try the beef tongue. My kid ate beef tongue. I did not because by the time I was like, oh, I'll try it, it was gone. So, you know, but I had pork belly, we had chicken, we had uh, skirt steak. It was... I have some bad news about the state of meat in our world today, in this country, <laughs> actually. That is, that is a very odd sentence, but uh, continue. So I read today that there's a bunch of droughts been going on in Texas, and they've had to send a record number of cows to the slaughterhouse, which you would think is a great boom for the meat industry, except for those cows could have had more cows, and instead <laughs> were sent to the slaughterhouse early. So experts, I see what you're saying. experts are saying... That in two or three years, meat will triple in price. All going to be impossible beef, all as far as the eye can see. I that's not fair. Man. Beyond this burgers, they're literally forcing people to stop eating meat. <laughs> that's no, I can't deal with that. <laughs> I can't even afford to eat meat most nights. But on the on the occasion that I can, I fucking want to. <laughs> I don't want them to outprice me and be like, well, I was going to get a steak and cheese sub, but it's $45, so. <laughs> I guess. How big is that? Three inches. Fuck. I mean, to be fair, all subs now are like 10 bucks or more, at least. Doesn't even matter where the fuck you go anymore. So. Five. Five dollar. Yeah, they ain't Five dollar, fuck you. <laughs> Anyway, that's my meat story. <laughs> meat stories with Sal. Um, yeah. I will admit, though, they, we we are living in a very unprecedented time in wrestling. There is, yes. for everything that didn't happen since the pandemic, there's all types of stuff happening now. 
I have I have kind of I have this in my notes as under other conversation topics um, because it struck me uh, last week. He was going to talk about it last week, and we didn't have a show last week. Um, in what's it been? Two months, month and a half at this point mm-hmm. since uh, since Hunter took over. Uh, <laughs> Aster in the chat says, "Sal, tell us more about your three inches of meat." Yeah, I saw the comment. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but the folks listening didn't, and I like making fun of you. Um, so in the pat in, in in the however long it's been since Triple H took over creative and uh, talent relations, and we've got the full finally the full DX takeover of the WWE, uh, which is another thing we could have talked about last week because Shawn Michaels got promoted. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, was it, is he is was he now the head of talent relations? Is that what it was? The vice president of talent. Relations. Vice president. Yeah, and they called Sean, and Sean said things are looking up, and also slightly to the left. Um, uh. <laughs> it's brought. They brought back that must-watch feeling. Sure, that's been missing for a long time. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad you you agree with me on that. It's been missing for a while. Yeah, we could skip like eight months out of the year and just watch like me and Summer did last year, uh, right? And you didn't miss a beat. Didn't miss one goddamn thing. <laughs> it was probably more than eight months actually. But with everything going on, and we'll, we'll we can talk about it when we get to the actual shows. But with Loomis, with AJ, with the Miz, with every, all the the shit that they're throwing in the background, that they're doing in the background. Um, it's, it's, it's coming back around. And I am really excited. Now, granted, first of all, let's talk about the irony of, you know, (laughs) 1997 Shawn Michaels and Triple H taking over the WWE like, <laughs> I saw somebody on Twitter, I think it was today, yesterday, or yesterday I posted, uh, got a new picture of WB headquarters since, uh, since Sean and Triple H took over, and it was that picture from Raw where they had spray painted DX, DX on the side yeah. of the building. But, but not only in, in storyline, but in, in real life, everybody who was always like, Sean and Triple H play politics, and they're behind the scenes, like, being fucking carny pieces of shit. Well, I guess it works. <laughs> the end of the day. But, 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 but. My, my biggest, like, amazement to me is that we weren't supposed to go down this road. We were very, very close to the WWE just selling themselves to Disney. <laughs> like, think about a year ago at this time, how bleak things were. <laughs> I mean, you certainly seem to think that that was a very viable option. Well, not only um, selling the company, but just the product in general. It was so lazy for God knows how long, and then so many people would get released every other month. And the product got really boring. (laughs) And yeah, they had things occasionally, like they sprinkled things in, like, you know, here's Pat McAfee, and here's Logan Paul, and here's, you know, some other stuff. But um, it just didn't, wasn't enough to hold my attention to the point where I was really starting to wonder, like, do I even like wrestling anymore? 
Yeah. I, I, I gotta tell you, I've had that same conversation with myself in the past, uh, in the past few months. Um, but, but since this change, who, who, who'd have thought hush money would have been the best thing to ever happen to professional wrestling? I know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, Jason, I think it was Jason talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Um, Vince McMahon is an inherently lazy booker. Because you look at what's going on now when he doesn't have competition now, because he doesn't. He doesn't. He didn't. Uh, and looking back at 90, 95, 96, it took the possibility of going out of business for him to go, yeah, okay, I guess we should do things differently. Yeah, and here's the thing. This was the opposite incentive. Vince was making more money, the company was making more money than they had in their entire history. They were like tripling their profits year to year from 2020 to 2021 because of, you know, taking people off the road and also Saudi money, let's be honest. They were making a lot of money. They, they, they hit it big with the deal with um, Fox. They got paid a fucking boatload of money for that. So why should Vince change? I'm doing what I want. I'm making lots of money. Getting, <laughs> getting to pay off lots of people. <laughs> um, so he had no incentive to change. But, the, oh my god, you've seen it the past few weeks. What change looks like on the main roster. <laughs> yes, there are different ways to tell these stories. And Triple H is showing that to us. And that brings me to my first topic this week. I think it's a very good place to start. Were you watching Raw Live this week? Yes. No. Sorry, I was not. I watched it on Tuesday. Okay. Did uh, did anybody spoil anything for you? Um, I knew about the... I knew of the return. Okay. Because I had seen... I didn't know when in the show it was. And I know you had said something the host heard about was how's AJ Styles. So wow, but the the these things were still surprising when they happened. I I ended up spoiling myself on the return because as I was fast forwarding on the DVR, it went a little past. I was like, oh hey, and then went back. But I still, when Johnny Gargano's music started playing and he came out and that crowd exploded, fucking goosebumps. Up and down my arms. Now I that understand. whole segment. Oh god, that whole segment with him just giving him that time to be like, "Hi, you miss me? I'm back." And then having Theory come out and acknowledging the family, acknowledging uh, uh, the, the the way, acknowledging the way, the crowd chanting, "Who's your daddy?" <laughs> um, and then Theory being a dick. Uh, and getting super kicks. I love that whole thing. Now, I understand. From now until the day he dies, Jason will say, they should have done it in Cleveland. Here's the thing. I had no idea it was going to happen. And I'm watching live, and they don't tell me what's coming after the break. And they come back from break, and it's just a shot of the arena, and nobody's saying anything, and then the music plays. And I'm like, no way! <laughs> and it was such a great moment because it was his moment. It wasn't him in the middle of like a melee, like making a. St- that would have been cool too. But like this was like his time 
He got to explain himself. He got to relish it from the crowd. And then you bring out theory. You don't ignore that history. And you run with that. That super kick was so fucking beautiful. <laughs> Another thing on this topic and the last topic is you can also feel them, at least in some points, moving away from the scripted promo. Yep. Because that was very clearly Johnny Gargano going out there and just, you've got six minutes, four minutes, however long. Go station shit. We'll send Austin Theory out and then do the thing with Austin Theory. So he's out there and he's talking about his kid and he's talking about his family. He's talking about how much he missed it and how great it felt. And he did that thing where he picked up the mic and they were screaming. So he just dropped the mic and was like, yeah, fuck, it's me. It was fantastic. Now, a lot of people will say, oh, it's so amazing to see the WWE finally do that. You know, just let their talent talk. Don't be fooled. This has been allowed for certain people. <laughs> people like Cena. People like uh, probably Randy Orton. They can kind of go out there and do whatever they want. Right? Edge is proof of that because he talks for like 30 minutes at a time. But it is so good seeing somebody like Johnny Gargano getting this time and getting a chance on the mic and being like, go out there and just, you know what to do. I have confidence in you. It's quite the turnaround. Um, as opposed to, no, you're brand new on the, on the main roster. Let's write out every single thing you say so it looks like somebody else wrote it. Here, memorize this so that you don't deliver it with any passion or emotion whatsoever. Right, and then people can complain that you can't talk and you can't cut a promo. <laughs> um, I know Troy was a big proponent immediately of, great, let's get the case off of theory and give it to Johnny. I don't necessarily want to go that way. I like the case on a heel. Um, and I thought theory's been doing a really good job with the case, actually, so... Yeah, his, 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 him talking to Johnny on Monday was fantastic. Yeah. Now it's like, I'm the veteran, and you're the rookie. So you can carry the case around for me. That was so great. Um, and that's the thing. You can do a theory, Johnny, food, if you want to start off with that, but you don't have to take the case off a of theory. I think, no. I think it's fine where it is for now. Not at all. Um, but it was so good seeing Johnny. It really was a feel-good moment, and it was unexpected. Yep. Yeah, which is the other thing you get from not doing it in Cleveland. Now, plus, I like somebody mentioned it being, and I'm sure it wasn't on purpose, but it also being kind of a fuck you to AEW because AEW was in Cleveland this this week, and so they couldn't get the, oh, maybe Johnny will show up. Yeah, I, probably. I mean, look, <laughs> Triple H, even back in NXT, has never been one to pull punches. So if he wants to do something, he will. And he has no fear of what people say about it. I mean, if you want to, if you want to say that, we can talk about the fact that they called the Wendy Chu Tiffany Stratton match on NXT a lights out match. Well, and it was far better than any lights out match in AEW has ever been. There you go. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm sad. I have not got a chance to sit down and watch NXT from this week yet. I will, but I haven't had a chance to. Was there anything like amazing? But I don't care if you spoil it. My. <laughs> My favorite thing of the whole episode, and it was a very good episode from top to bottom. I enjoyed the whole thing. But um, Indy Hartwell, uh, we come back from break, I think. 
we we had the they did the thing with uh, Vic and Wade in front of the ring. All of a sudden, Indy Hartwell has a mic and starts talking, and she's sitting on the side of the ring, talking about how much her life sucks and how everything's going wrong, and this is the bottom of the barrel. And then all of a sudden, who pops up from beneath the ring? But Hubby Dex, and they have their and they crawl into the ring. They do their little synchronized crawl into the ring at each other. Smoochies and then he carries her to the machine. He pops down. He carries her to the back. And they get to the back, and he hands her a note or walks through the door and just stands there with his arms out as he gets arrested by police. <laughs> See, I didn't know about that part. Kidnapping the Miz on Monday Night Raw, presumably, <laughs> and gets dragged off in cops. And I was just like, <laughs> I had seen um, Index was, was trending, and I, I had saw the, the belly crawl. So, so that did get spoiled for me, but that's fine. Uh, we knew it was going to happen because the week before, she got a card with uh, him carrying her drawn on the back. So I knew that was coming. They weren't going to ignore it. And I like the fact they're not ignoring it. They're yes. Not, they're not just like, ah, the people will forget about it. Yeah. He got fired and we brought him back. So not anything that happened the first time doesn't fucking count. Yeah, imagine that. Imagine not ignoring your own history. Uh, speaking of which, so you, you had talked about Dexter Loomis being arrested for kidnapping the Miz. <laughs> so it was very interesting how they played it, and I, I like that Triple H blurs that line. But there was a guy dressed in all black in a black ski mask, and he snatched up AJ Styles in a headlock when AJ was against the barricade. Yeah. And I'm not kidding you, nine guys immediately seized this guy and dragged him off. Yeah. And I was like, was that real? Because it wasn't Dexter Loomis. And I thought it was Akira Tozawa at first. <laughs> when, his head, when his hood got pulled off. And you could tell that the security guards were trying to keep his hood over his head. Right. And were failing miserably. But and that was the other thing. It wasn't like they did a big reveal. You know? It was like you said. The security guards were trying to keep the mask on. And there were so many people dragging him away. I was like, "Oh my god, I think that I think that was real." <laughs> now later, when Dexter did it, moments later, yeah, okay, he snatches up the Miz, takes Miz to his basement, presumably. Put the lotion in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was great, and and you still have that line blurred because the commentators didn't talk about the guy who snatched up AJ. They completely no-sold it, like it didn't happen. So, uh, it's going to be interesting to see exactly what the plan is for Dexter Lewis. We know he, he doesn't talk. And then, and then we got a Wish.com version of that on uh, on Dynamite with, with Pac and uh, Kip Sabian. But, anyway. Well, we'll get there in a little bit. But... <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm interested to see what they do with Dexter Loomis. I, I gotta tell you, I'm really excited for Clash of the Castle. Sure, yeah. Um, and Jason fucking called it again. It was like, when, when Dexter first showed up, like a weekend, he's like, makes more sense for Dexter to be going after the Miz because of the celebrity and all that. Yeah? Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, on SmackDown, we saw... 
the 1200th episode of SmackDown. The 1200th episode of SmackDown. We saw a very surprisingly hilarious segment with Roman and Sammy. Hmm. And I didn't think it was going to be hilarious, but it turned out being hilarious. Sammy Zayn. I have this in my I just wrote in my notes. Is Sammy Zayn underrated? I think he is because a lot of people don't talk about him as being a great entertainer or a great promo or He's so fucking good. His commitment to character is unmatched. It's oh man. Like when Roman's like, Yeah, yeah. you should you should win the IC title. Bring that back for the bloodline. He's like, Yeah, I should. I should. I should. Oh, and by the way, credit to them for wink wink. Oh, something <laughs> about the border? Oh, the I don't know. The, the Usos are stuck in traffic. No, they specifically said there's some holdup at the border. Yeah. <laughs> which I thought was great. Huh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, not everything is going as planned. Because the women's tag tournament seems to be a little cursed. Have that in my notes as well. Cursed, cursed tag tournament spot. It was so, <laughs> so, yeah, it was... Uh, Zoe Stark and Nikita Lyons. Yep. And then Zoe Stark got injured. So they 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 put the team in that they probably should have put in at the first place. Right. Uh, Toxic Attraction. And on SmackDown, Toxic Attraction defeated the team of uh, Natalia and Tamina? No. <laughs> it was not Tamina. Who was it? Um, well, I didn't say I knew who it was. <sighs> I said I knew it wasn't Tamina. <sighs> Hold on, let me see if I can remember who it was. You look it up, and I'll try to remember. Um, who was J.C. Jane and Gigi Dolan beating the shit out of? It wasn't Shayna. It was Sonya Deville. Oh, yes, it was Sonya Deville. That's right. Which I'm fine with those two losing. Um, which made me, which made me ask in the host thread, uh, do you think that they, they, they plans changed on that when they had to put Toxic Attraction in? Um, but then we find that was a Gigi who's injured now. Gigi got hurt, which is such a shame. So, so once again, we have an open fucking tourney spot, and they're doing a. All the last losers, chance. yes. A last chance something or other. All the people who down. lost are going to be in this fatal four-way tag match. And I swear to God, if Natalia and fucking Sonya win the, win the spot, I'll be so fucking mad. Can Sonya win with someone else? Is Natalia the female version of Billy Gunn? <laughs> All she does is cycle through tag team partners. She was partners with Tamina. She was partners with Shayna. Shayna, yep. Um, and now she's partners with freaking Sonya. It makes, why? Who, who the fuck wants Natalia as their partner? I don't even think TJ wants apparently, Natalia as a partner. Like nobody. Anyway. Uh, yeah, we got ourselves a little cursed uh, turning spot. It doesn't now. even matter. The whole thing seems like a reason... Uh, the whole tournament, it seems like it's just there to have um, Bailey's girls win. Eo Sky and, and, and Dakota Kai. Yeah, so, and, then, and then Sasha and Naomi come back and be like, I don't fucking think so, bitches. And, and I'm all about Sasha 
versus EO, EO Sky. That would be amazing. And if they want to bring the tag partners, that's fine too. Uh, um, I like Dakota Kai. I am a big fan of Dakota Kai. She is an interesting character on this roster. Because there's a lot of people um, that kind of outshine her in personality. And I'm hoping she doesn't get like lost behind the shuffle. But as long as she's with Bailey, she should be alright. Lost behind the shuffle? Well, lost in the shuffle, but behind the, you know, more entertaining people in the division. <laughs> Dakota doesn't jump off the stretch right now. St- stretch that metaphor as far as you fucking can. But no, I, I okay. I know everybody's gonna be like, "What do you mean, Dakota, jump off the page?" I'm just saying, when you're in the ring and you have to share space with Eo Sky and Bailey, you're automatically the third best person in the group. What did you think about um, the three of them with uh, Trish and Bianca and uh, Oscar and Alexa? Alexa. Okay, so they are they already booked the match for for the castle of the six woman tag. Bianca and Alexa and Asuka versus Control, right? It's not their name yet. Okay, versus Bailey's group. I don't think Trish necessarily adds anything to it. No, I mean she's not going to wrestle. Right, but uh, is she going to be in their corner? But it was nice to see. It was nice to see Trish again. It was nice. It was also weird because, like, you wanted. I was trying to get, figure out if they were, if they wanted me to want Trish to punch Bailey in the face. Because <laughs> I'm like, but then that might lead to a match, and obviously they're not going to do that. So I don't know. Yeah, it was a weird tease. Yeah, when you know that nothing's going to happen. Yeah, because you're not going to have an impromptu match with someone with like Trish Stratus. No, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna milk that fucking shit for all it's worth and, and promote like, it for like a month. It's three on two, and they're like, "Oh yeah, well now it's four on three, fucker." And like, it's not still not really. It's still not because you can take your sweatshirt off, but you're still wearing stiletto heels. Right. I don't think anything's gonna happen. Bailey looked good in her in-ring return to TV. Mm-hmm. They have to be setting up for the big her versus Bianca refeud, right? Yeah, I'd say so. I'm fine with that. I'm also fine with Bailey winning the title, but well, you know, I'm I mean, not just saying. Looking, just looking at the six one tag, you've got Bailey and Bianca, yeah, and Sky Kai and Oscar and Alexa, right? Which the you know obviously they're teasing. These little interactions with Asuka and Io, and that's going to be a barn burner when they finally get there. Sure, sure, for sure. Uh, uh, speaking of Raw, yes, uh, the opening, the opening segment, uh, uh, well, uh, the cold open, if you will. Uh, Seth Rollins beating the shit out of Riddle. Um, was Seth was Seth cosplaying as a member of the Jericho Appreciation Society from Blood and Guts? Maybe. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him. It is Seth. The red mesh tank top and the red pants. I know. Uh, what do you... But again, must-watch television, because we opened Raw with, like, what the fuck's going on? Right. Oh, you know what I loved about that? So, this is the first time I've watched Raw live in a long time, okay? At 10 o'clock, they show a video of what happened to start the night, 
And I was like, oh, yeah, I had forgotten that happened. Funny when you don't beat somebody over the head with it every ten minutes. <laughs> How that works. And then you're like, that was a good use of a video package right there. Are, are they, have they signed Seth versus Riddle for the castle? Is it? I don't think so. <sighs> what the fuck are they doing? They need to. They need to make that a thing and make it official. But I feel like one of them, and it's probably Riddle. Oh, it is. It is. It is signed. It is, it is signed. Good. So we'll be doing. We'll be doing predictions for Clash at the Castle and All Out next week. Uh, and the AVN Awards. Isn't that what Jason said? Oh, anyway. I don't think. I don't think Jason was talking about predicting anything. Uh, okay, got it. Uh, except maybe his orgasm. <laughs> um, but yeah, we've got five matches signed for Clash right now. Uh, one of which being the Intercontinental Championship match, where we learned on Friday that it was uh, Sheamus in that five in that five way match. And tell me if you if you disagree, but to me, Sheamus was the best choice out of that match to go to Clash and lose. Um, a because he's European, um, so you have that going for you. But Sheamus is a guy who can face Gunther. It's a match we've never seen before. Uh, he can face Gunther, he can lose to Gunther, and not lose anything. I was, first of all, like you said, the only one that made sense was Sheamus, so I looked at the other competitors. It definitely wasn't going to be Corbin. I didn't want it to be Ricochet. I'm sorry. (laughs) We've seen that enough already. Sammy, I know people wanted it to be Sammy, wasn't, I don't want to see him get squashed by Gunther. Exactly. If it's Sammy, then you have to go to Clash and have Sammy win. That's how that pays off. Right. And, then, and Sammy Zayn is not beating Gunther in Clash of the Castle. No. If Gunther's only been champion for a, a month, month and a half. Right. Um, so I, I was actually excited about the idea of Sheamus versus Gunther, though. I'm like, that's going to be a really hard-hitting match. Absolutely. 100%. And you know what? Of all the fucking people, I... am can't believe I'm saying this. I'm looking forward to a Sheamus match. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Got Ireland versus Germany. Yep. And uh, Lord knows they're going to be loud for uh, for Sheamus. Because Walter is such a... Sorry. Who? I don't know who that was. Gunther is such a heel in Europe that they Sheamus is the baby face going into this. They're going to cheer him like he's Drew freaking McIntyre. (laughs) They will also cheer. Oh, they Uh, might cry. They might cheer with tears. When he wins and then gets cashed in on. Um, I heard something else, too, that the reason he'll get cashed in on is because, kind of similar to what Batista did to Edge a few years ago, or a few years ago, you know what I mean, a long time ago, um, where it's going to be Karrion Cross that comes down and beats the living fuck out of Drew after his match with Roman. That would be something. And that would be a hell of a way to put over Cross. Mm-hmm. Also, I really like this dynamic right now in the, in the WWE. Granted, I understand there are a lot of people that are like, oh, they unified the titles, this is so awful. But there's so many different options of people who want that title. For Riddle, Plus, if, to if Rollins, Cross, if Cross destroys Drew, 
and Theory cashes in on Drew and wins. Once Cross is done with Drew, Cross can go, Hey, Theory, you wouldn't have that belt if it wasn't for me. Of course. But there's so many people that are trying to get their hands on that title, and that makes sense. That's the way it should be. But they're all viable. Whether it's Cross, Seth, Bobby Lashley, Theory, all of it makes sense. All of those people should want that title. Drew, um, now, do they take it off Roman at any point before WrestleMania? Probably not. I feel like you built this, this title reign so much that that's the only place you can end it. However, no one knows with Roman. Because I'm sure he's made a lot of money. I'm sure he's had a lot of fun since he came back in 2020. Does he want to keep doing this? Does he have to keep doing this? Or does he want to take a vacation? <laughs> right. He literally has the, the pull to do whatever the fuck he wants. I was just thinking, because you're talking about I was just thinking about the draft. Ah, yes, the draft. But... As I was searching for when is the dra- when is the WWE draft, there are all kind of reports kicking around now that uh, uh, plans have changed, and so we're not getting a draft the first two weeks of September. Uh, that uh, draft may not take place until after WrestleMania. We'll see. We will see what ends up happening. I'm kind of good either way. Because I know with the characters in play now, the way they are now, Triple H will make it mean something over the next few months. Right. For example, in Boston... I was going to say, yeah, Troy brought up that that very salient point. We have uh, the, the only time of the year where Raw directly competes with SmackDown. Notice how they changed it. It's not the only time of the year they, they interact with each other. It's the only time they can directly against each other. So, I guess you keep the rosters the same until after that, at least. Yeah, reports now are saying it's probably not until after WrestleMania. Which makes more sense. But, do you think they should split the titles at this point? It's, I mean, if you're gonna have a brand split... You need to have split titles. Sure. So, do something at Mania, or just... Because they can't just be like, hey, it's another new title. Now it's the... <laughs> now it's the, it's the SmackDown Heavyweight Championship. Oh. <laughs> it's the Raw title. Um, yeah, no. They got to find a creative way to get out of this. Uh, I don't really care how they do it, but you could do the same thing you kind of did with Becky when she was Becky Two Belts, and just she has a match scheduled for one of the titles, and then she gets cashed in on, you know, for the other one. You could do that. Wasn't there at least one show where, like, she opened the show defending the SmackDown Women's title and closed the show, and later on in the show defended the Raw Women's title? Yeah, that was against Lacey and Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she lost to Charlotte. Yeah. 
And then Charlotte got cashed in by Bailey. Right. That's yeah, yeah. If, I if think there it is. For that. I think so. Yeah, that was money. Yes, it was a great night. It happened. You were so excited when Brock came out and grabbed that case. <laughs> I was. Um, anyway. Uh, all right. Uh, speaking of Raw, uh, if you have not watched Raw, do yourself a favor and at least watch uh, Kevin Owens versus Chad Gable because that match was fucking awesome. That match was great. Kale sporting his original uh, NXT shirt. With not a, though, it's, with it's a new. little modification. Yes, it's, it a, a, brand it's a new shirt. version of an old shirt. Yes, exactly. Because it says something like Fight Forever on the back or something like that. Um, yeah, Kevin Owens, this, this reintroduction of Kevin Owens has been great. Reminding everybody why. It says, just keep fighting on the back. That's what it is. Uh, and Owens going old school during this match, finishing him off with the pop-up powerball. But, uh, yes, but good news, the, the panda shirt is still available. Oh, good. <laughs> I don't, have we, did we talk about did this get talked about on the show Kevin Owens' uh, new shirt previous to the Just Keep Fighting shirt uh, <laughs> on the front it says Kevin Owens rules and then underneath that has a cartoon graphic of a panda wearing the Fight Owens Fight shirt and in a circle under that says also comma pandas <laughs> because according to KO they came to him looking for shirt ideas, and he's like, I don't know, pandas are cool. <laughs> so we have Kevin Owens rules, also pandas. Oh, God. KO. That's kind of great, though. It's, it's really, it really is. It's fucking funny as hell. Uh, and it's true. Kevin Owens rules, as do pandas. Yeah, absolutely does. Um, but yeah, yeah, so throwback. And, and, and there have been reports that, that Triple H is all behind. Uh, the rejuvenation of prize fighter Kevin Owens, a phrase that Corey Graves used on Raw this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, or so, so uh, yeah, we're, we're back to the old school duct tape looking KO t-shirt, um, which uh, could be a very good sign. You know what I like? Uh, <laughs> or I, I, I will say this. I think it's rather funny to me. For someone who's watched wrestling for so long, mm-hmm. For decades, people who were fans of WWE were calling it sports entertainment. And people who were against WWE were calling themselves wrestlers. This has been going on since ECW, okay? <laughs> Actually, no, this has been going on since, like, the NWA, okay? Because I remember Dusty and Flair would be like, I'm a wrestler! Anyway. They are pl- both companies, for better or worse, are playing into this little divide that they've created amongst the fans so easily. It's hilarious to me. Like Champa being like, I'm the greatest sports entertainer that ever lived. And everybody being like, oh, boo, he said he's a sports entertainer. That is a good word. We're going to. Are you are you trying to segue into that opening segment on Dynamite? No, 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 no. Because it fits in with what you're talking about. I know, but what I was talking about specifically, because you mentioned Prize Fighter, because we didn't get a chance to talk about it last week, when Drew had the promo battle with Owens last week. Good fucking God, that was a great promo. And 
Drew goes, I don't give a damn if you're a prize fighter, a sports entertainer, or a superstar. We're wrestlers at a goddamn wrestling ring. Let's wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. I haven't seen that fire from Drew since NXT. Hmm. Wonder what changed. Hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. So from good things to less good things. Before we go to less good things, although this okay. might fall in that category, did you happen to catch the Viking Raiders? Um, the Viking funeral. Yes. Actually, it was really... At first, I was like, oh, this is hokey as shit. But then I was like, you know what? Actually, this was done really well. Because they put over the New Day as, like, you were, you know, awesome for so many years. But that New Day is done now. <laughs> I like it. It's a new New Day. And also, Sarah uh, Rowe. Sarah Logan. Sarah Logan, yes. Was in that video. She was the shaman or whatever. I didn't mind. I thought it was actually alright. I don't remember it. So I either uh, thought it was a commercial and fast forwarded through it, or I had stepped out of the room at the time. At least after the the Viking funeral, Michael Cole wasn't like, they're new and they're vicious and they're the new vicious Viking readers. Yup. So that's been dropped, and I'm happy that that's been dropped. And it's not even what you say, it's how you say it. When you say it every five seconds. When you're making the ring announcer announce them as the new vicious Viking Raiders. No. 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 (laughs) Stop. 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 Let's talk about bad stuff. Uh, Because I... I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of people in the in the wrestling community that are thrilled because AEW seems to all be going to shit. <laughs> I'm not thrilled. I had high hopes for this company, and they've disappointed me consistently. We covered that time and time again on the AEW rundown. Right. Um, but I do wonder what the original plan was before Punk broke his foot. Because it wasn't this. This is a mess. I, was, I wasn't there yet. Okay. <sighs> you, in talking about wrestling versus sports entertainment, we opened the show with Chris Jericho and Daniel Garcia bitching at each other. For lack of a better term. Because... Because Daniel Garcia shook Daniel Bryanson's hand last year. And because he pushed Chris Jericho off. Like, they were beating on, on Bryanson. And he, and he pushed it, pushed him away. It was like, no! And so, we got, we had this, what felt interminable segment. It was bad. It Where, wasn't. It wasn't bad because Daniel Garcia is a bad promo. I actually thought the kid showed some heart and passion. Yeah, it was decent, but <laughs> it was bad for the stupidness of, of it. He's like, ah, "You're making me choose between my mentor and my idol." Are we though? Are we though? It doesn't seem like that big of a choice, man. <laughs> and plus, you don't have to vocalize that on the and mic. The you can just. Leave. And I'm not saying that that's not a good story beat. That's a fine story beat, but the problem is you've got Chris Jericho in here. 
And so Chris Jericho is in the ring, Chris Jerichoing all over himself, just be like, you're a sports entertainer. You're a sports entertainer. It's funny because I'm saying sports entertainer and not wrestler, and that makes me a bad guy, and you're a sports entertainer. Shut up. That that said, you can't. The crowd followed it like little sheep. They're like, you're a wrestler. Yeah, no shit, he's a fucking wrestler, idiots. <laughs> Everything Bailey says about the crowd, 100% correct. So then Daniel Bryanson comes out. Wait, what? Before we get there, okay. Okay. Did you enjoy the uh, two out of three falls match between between Garcia and, and Daniels? Do I remember the two out of three falls match between? I, it was a good <laughs> Garcia to, and Brian To Daniels. be honest, it was a good wrestling match. It's exactly what I would expect from Daniel Bryan and. I'm sorry, from Brian Danielson. From Brian Danielson Garcia. And it was it was good. It was good. Obviously, uh, Brian can still go, despite what people might think. And and Garcia proved he can hang with them. So it was a good match. Jericho's involvement in this has probably been the worst part of it. Of course it has. It's fucking Jericho. Props to the guy in the crowd, though, with the sign that said, Where is your wife on January 6th? Nice. Um, uh, yeah, this this is yet, at least for me, this is yet another case of you can tell that they want you to care, but I don't fucking care. <laughs> now, see, you say that, but I'm fine with, with Brian versus Jericho. Because I'd rather Brian versus Jericho than Jericho versus somebody like MJF or Jungle Boy or Darby. You know what I mean? Like, I'd rather him stick with the talent that's closer to his age. Coming up I mean, next, Jericho not, versus Sting. No. I'm not talking about, like, the feud. I'm talking about the segment. This right. particular angle of... Oh my God! Who's Daniel Garcia gonna pick? Is he gonna go with Chris Jericho or is he gonna go with Daniel Bryanson? Right. I don't. Care. Yeah, no, that it is pretty dumb. But we got to see Daniel Garcia shove Chris Jericho on his butt again. <laughs> oh my God! Can you believe it? Um, I think what bothers me the most, and I think this is what's bothering a lot of people, is that this insistence of Jericho being one of the toughest, most technically sound wrestlers there ever was because he trained in Stu Hart's dungeon 30 years ago, and he's the last remaining survivor because everybody else is either dead or paralyzed. <laughs> um, am I wrong? So... <laughs> This notion that Jericho is, like, one of the all-time greatest wrestlers ever is... Come on, just stop. He was in the dungeon, I'm not kidding you, more than 30 years ago. He has long since stopped being a good wrestler. (laughs) We're not talking about Jericho from from WrestleMania 19 with Shawn Michaels here, okay? We're talking about, like, practically Eddie Money in a wrestling ring. Do you know who Eddie Money is? Uh, some rock and roller. Oh, god damn it. He's the, 
He's like the junkie rock and roll everybody makes fun of that's like, he's the one that's like begging for change outside your local Burger King. Anyway. Don't worry, I have a shirt that says Iggy Pop for president, and I don't know who Iggy Pop is, so. I mean, I would take it. I'd take him as president. Anyway. So, okay. Yeah, it, it's it's going to be trying this story they're trying to tell with Daniel Garcia. I, I don't know if it's going to work. Now to the story you were talking about. Yes. Uh, where I wrote in my notes, why the fuck is a trios tournament match, uh, trios tournament match, not a title match, trios tournament match, main eventing over a world title match, and then my next note, oh, because Tony booked a squash. I, there's a couple things I have to I have to get off my chest about this. Um, Troy mentioned in the host thread that for the first time in weeks, AEW or maybe even months, AEW was over a million on their views, right? Yeah. <sighs> and this is what you got, folks. I feel like they. Did you tune into Dynamite specifically to watch CM Punk versus John Moxley? Hope you enjoyed the four minutes of it. Yeah, I, I I feel like you screwed your fans tonight. You gave us the main event of All Out a week or two before All Out. And instead of having this 30-minute classic or even even a 25-minute a death match, right? You did this? And this was supposed to lure in fans, and you basically bait and switched everybody to the point where they're backstage earlier in the night, and they're like, "This main event has been brewing for decades." And they zoom out, and it's the trios match, and you're like, "Huh? How is the unification world title match not closing the show?" Exactly. So you're already like, "This is screwy." It felt like a bait and switch. It felt yeah. like a very TNA thing to do. I was, it was very much, why the fuck? And again, it's not, it wasn't a title match. It's a fucking semi-final match in their stupid fucking tournament. That we know the Bucks and Kenny are gonna win anyway, so who gives a shit? Not a title match. But, oh my god, it's Pac and Will Ospreay. Over, but, to your point, that you're main eventing over your fucking World title unification match. It, it, it. And I, I, I mean, I fully understand not main eventing with the world title match if that's what you're going to do in the world title match. But don't fucking do that in the world title match. 100% don't do that in the world title match. Don't, you, if I was a fan in attendance, I want a refund. You screwed me. You, you promised me. Like this epic world no, title unification match. No, no, it's it's fine because after the air job, after they went off the air, John Moxley shit on WWE, so everyone's happy. Oh, no, dude, this is even as somebody who has been a long time CM Punk fan, regardless of the reason, what my eyes saw this week on Dynamite was atrocious. It we're was. very much, we're, we're very much living out that Maya, I think it's Maya Angelou that, that quote, when someone shows you who they are, trust them. Right. CM Punk's a shitbag. So, there's, there's two things here. On the one hand, if, oh, my foot. if Punk is actually still hurt, because we had heard rumors that he was going to be out the rest of the year because of the foot surgery, right? 
Why have him come back, run around, hop on one foot, and make it seem like he was fine, only for him to be like, nope, that uh, guy's no, foot no. still hurts, so uh, we gotta... I, I can't make it... Sorry, foot still hurts. That and doesn't make any sense. And it's Troy's point. Apparently he got his surgery on the left foot, but re-injured his right foot. Yeah. Or other way around. Whatever it was. <laughs> but... On the other hand, there's also been reports of all this stuff going on backstage so that you wonder, did they take the title off of Punk quickly to avoid an Austin Aries situation? Or a Money in the Bank 2011 situation, but in real life? (laughs) I mean, that too. Um, Actually, no, I had said that, that if, if... if Mox pins Punk in a squash and Punk gets up right after the three and just see, like looks fine and just laughs and walks away, then you'll, yeah. then you'll know he's done with AEW. Is the Death Rider the same as the Paradigm Shift? So the funny or thing is, is it supposed to be a different move? Originally, it was a different move, and originally, okay. when he first went to Japan, it was a brainbuster Paradigm Shift. Where he would lift you and then straight down onto your head. Okay. Now, like okay. you said, it is a butterfly suplex. S- I can see it still kind of resembling that, but no, at this point, he's just doing a butterfly suplex. Yeah, it's lazy as fuck. Um. So, again, I wonder what the original plan was for CM Punk after winning the title off of Hangman Page. I think Jason did call it. I think the minute Punk signed, Tony was looking for a way to get that world title on him. Mm-hmm. 100%. But do you think he had a plan if Punk didn't get hurt? He's Booker of the Year, of course he had a plan. You know what's scary is they keep talking... He's got a, he's got a binder full of plans. <laughs> yeah. They keep talking very adamantly about how this was supposed to be the summer of Punk. Right? So if he didn't get hurt, I'm assuming he would have teamed with FTR and they just would have done a bunch of six-mans. Right. <laughs> And maybe he would have beat, like, I don't know, Lance Archer or something. (laughs) It seems to me, and and God knows this story hasn't finished playing out yet, but it seems to me that this entire world title situation has gone right down the shitter. Now, Moxley, I'm fine with. I've always been a fan of John Moxley. I think the fans are behind him. But now we are day, you know, a week and a half away from all out. Mm-hmm. We don't have a feud for Moxley going into the yeah. That was, was that was actually going to be my next point to make. Once 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 we finish that, like, what the fuck do you do for all out? Now? And rumors because he can't he can't fight Punk. Punk's got a broken fucking foot now. So well, that was okay. So that's one thing I saw is that people are saying that no, no, it's still Punk versus Moxley. They'll do some type of stip match. That's what, they got dumb. fucking arm wrestle for it? I'm assuming if they really force this, they're going to do some type of... They're going to play fucking Rock'em Sock'em Robots for the AEW World Title. Oh no, they'll make it a death match. Because that make makes it, sense yeah. with a broken fucking foot. Right, they're going to be like, well, there's going to be no holds barred and blah blah blah. And they'll make it a gimmick match and both of them will bleed like pigs. Which is also very stupid and still doesn't make sense if Punk has a shattered foot. So. No, it'll be fair. John Moxley had to hop around on one leg, too. But there. 
you can't just not have the title defended at all. So I, I don't know. I don't know how they get themselves out of this, but right now it's probably the worst it's ever been. That AEW world title bidder. Again, you can go with Mogs to different places. He can be the guy who carries yeah. you for the next you know, few months. You know what they'll do? Next week on next week on Dynamite, they'll completely ignore the fucking rankings and just have a fucking battle royal. Who wins? It's does all it out. Ma- does it matter? Well, then that's fucking stupid. Do you think I want to see Mox versus fucking uh, Sean Spears? <laughs> it's almost like cocaine and booking by the seat of your pants don't fucking mix. To the point, they, they have fucked this up so bad that I've sat here and wondered, are they just going to do a rematch with Tanahashi? Are they going to, like, um, are they going to hotshot somebody like Aleister Black or Miro into the picture? Like, what the fuck is going on? Speaking of which, Miro apparently returned on Rampage. I didn't watch Rampage, because it's fucking Rampage. But, uh, no, Miro returned and is apparently feuding with the House of Black. Yeah, so Miro's been cutting these promos. And, I, and I've been watching them on, on Twitter. And he's been talking about, like, should I join the House of Black? Or should I fight for God? Demons, God. Demons, God. Oh, Lord, won't you show me the way? The last pa- the last AEW rankings on their website is from two weeks ago. Oh, there you go. And, so they didn't um, even, apparently they didn't even do a rankings yet. While, while Miro was doing his best Hamlet impression, right, Julia Hart shows up in one of his promos. Says something kinda about Lana, and Miro's like, alright, that's it, now I'm fighting the House of Black. <laughs> that's 100% what happened. I'm not making that up. Tomorrow on Rampage, we'll have exclusive backstage footage of CM Punk shot following his undisputed AEW World Championship match versus John Moxley. Okay, so that's the other thing. If this is a story, and they're trying to turn Punk heel, they're doing a very poor job. They are fucking up everything that was good about the Summer of Punk and the way he was a rebel against the company. You know what I mean? They're not doing this well. Nothing of this looks looks good or is coming off good, and I don't believe it to be a story. I believe that there is some type of heat between Punk and people in that locker room. Obviously not Tony Khan, but it's obviously causing problems with other people. Now, what if they do Moxley versus fucking Lance Archer again or something, and we never hear from Punk again for the next for the rest of the year? <clears throat> Would that prove to you that he's disgruntled and he he took himself out of the main event of all? I mean, how long has it been since we've heard from MJF? <sighs> MJF's another one. That match with Warlow turned into a squash. And then the next night he cut that promo, and we haven't seen him since. If you're doing a story, this is a horrible way of telling it. Because it makes it look like this... This isn't a story. You know what I mean? To be honest, there's a lot of reports that are making it sound like things are going down the drain. And it, and it's not the first time we've heard these reports. It just seems to be happening a lot more frequently. 
Somewhere Cody's going, yeah, so I fucking left. <laughs> um, okay. To be fair, I did enjoy the trios match between Will Ospreay. Before, before that, because there's a segue here. Speaking of champions who are injured. Ah, yes. Yet another AEW interim champion will be crowned at All Out. This time in the women's division, because Thunder Rosa hurt herself, question mark, on Dark, and cannot defend the title. I mean, she did hurt herself. She, she, you know, unfortunately, when you hold the bathroom door closed that tightly, sometimes you injure your shoulder. It's okay. What a mess. Speaking of messes, the women's division going into All Out. Where you were supposed to have Chris Statlander versus Jade. That's next, because Chris Statlander got hurt. And then you were going to have Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm, and now that's been next for reasons. We don't know the reasons. We were told it's because of an injury. I didn't see her get injured, and there's no clip of her getting injured. I can find, I have to scroll back like four hours to find the fucking rankings for this week. But um, it certainly looks sus. Mm-hmm. Why? And you know that they're just going to go back to Britt Baker. I don't care if they go to Britt or Tony Storm. It doesn't do any difference to the belt. Oh, look, Sheeta's here. She's going to be part of this four-way. Then later on in the night, Sheeta makes the save. You should have reversed that. <laughs> you should have had Sheeta come out, make the save, then put her in the match. Also, yeah, so the four-way the four way at All Out to crown an interim women's will just, just fucking stop, would you? I hate it. To- just, strip some, just have some nuts, strip somebody of the belt because they got hurt, boom. Person who wins the tournament is the new champion. The Tony champion. St- Tony Storm, Britt Baker, Britt Baker's friend Jamie Hayter, and Hiraku Shida. I wonder who's winning the, that one. The, the, the top four contenders? Tony Storm, Britt Baker, Athena... Anna J. Jamie Hader's fifth. She is not on the fucking list. Also, we speaking of Athena, this this kind of brings up an Ember Moon situation. When Ember won the NXT title after Oscar relinquished it, this is going to have the same effect if Tony Storm wins this belt at All Out. Because it's going to be like, yeah, but she didn't beat the champ. You know what I mean? It's not going to feel as special. It's going to feel like, eh, I guess Tony Storm. Oh, they have to wait. They have to wait until Thunder, until they decide that Thunder's not injured and then have him fight so she can lose. I just, like like you said. Do you think there's any truth to the rumor about, um, there's a lot of heat on Thunder Rosa, and that because she broke Jamie Hader's nose, she was hiding in the bathroom to avoid retaliation. Who knows? I mean, right? <laughs> yeah, you you can't speak to it with any certainty because no, we weren't there. But true, it it certainly does not help uh, with the idea that it's just fucking chaos at AEW. And then it's all falling apart. All of it. In fact, whether this is story or whether this is real life, um, 
Eddie Kingston has been suspended because of getting in a physical altercation with Sammy. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because that's what this business is built on is physical altercations with people. <laughs> Not unscripted ones. Wow. That's, are we unscripted or are we scripted? Is this a work or a shoot? Who fucking cares? As I said in the Discord, <laughs> oh no, an Eddie Kingston match got canceled. What a shame. The problem no. is, you 100% do believe that it, it, it it's real because, sh- by all accounts, Sammy's a fucking shitbag. <laughs> Has been for a long fucking time. This isn't anything new. It's just been brought up more because of his girlfriend slash wife. I don't know if they got officially married yet. I thought, it, I don't know. They did? Okay. Yeah. His wife. His brand new wife. Um, but he's been a shitbag for a while, so it wouldn't surprise me if Eddie Kingston didn't like him. But I don't, it, uh, again, just more fucking chaos. Hey, TK, you want to fucking pull the reins in and control your fucking locker room? Yeah, good luck. Good fucking luck. Although we do get the return of the pinnacle. Because when you're pinnacle, you're always a horseman. I mean, wait. (laughs) When you're pinnacle, you're pinnacle for life. Four. Um, Yeah, so that's what you're doing with your red-hot TNT champion, is he's in a... Oh, it's a six-man. How cute. Uh, <laughs> although, against the Motor City Machine Guns, which I am I'm pretty cool with that. I definitely love me some Motor City Machine Guns. Who's their partner? Is it Jay Lethal? Yes. I I watched that segment, and I, could, I, I have no idea what the fuck happened. All of a sudden, the Motor City Machine Guns were there, and I'm like, I recognize that theme song. Oh, hey, it's Chris Saban. Commercial. Okay. What? I'm, I'm Well, I've always been fans of Chris Saban and Alex Shelley, so it's amazing to see them where I can actually watch them as opposed to TNA. Uh, lethal and in the Motor City Machine Guns makes me think that I am watching TNA, and this is actually Destination X. That's the big swerve. Um, but sure, I mean, I guess you can do that match, and it will be another just a match. You know what I mean? Uh, what did you think of all the heat between Kenny and, and Osprey at the end of Dynamite, though? They're gonna tear each other apart. Oh, sorry, what was the question? Yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty much. <laughs> and that's, I think, I, I can't remember if I said it on Discord or if I said it on Monster, but you know, we start off that trios match between the Death Triangle and whatever the fuck the other group is called. Uh, and Excalibur says, this is dream match material! For the 115th consecutive week in a row. Mm. I do appreciate a good fucking wrestling match, though. Was this it, though? Give me all the pack versus Osprey. I like this pairing. I don't know. It's a lot of fucking dancing. (laughs) A lot of fucking dancey dance bullshit. You got Will Osprey and Ray Phoenix in the ring. Yes. 
when the other people are involved, there's a, but I'm saying just just the dynamic of pa- Pack and or, yeah, Pack and Osprey, I enjoy. Then we get Kip Sabian, but it wasn't Kip Sabian. But it was somebody. It was somebody wearing Kip Sabian's box as a hat. <laughs> no, but it was uh, Kip Sabian when he took the hat. And then when Kip th- Sabian. No, when Pack took the hat off, it was somebody with, with duct tape on their mouth, and then Kip Sabian oh, attacked Pack from behind. Yes, yes, yes. That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, and then we go back to the ring, and Excalibur says, "Bryce Rosenberg didn't see any of that on the floor." Then what the fuck was he doing? Bryce Rosenberg in the because he wasn't doing his fucking job apparently. Yeah. They're awful. But are you excited to see Kip Sabian? <laughs> Maybe. Right. He looks different. Um, him showing up in this, you know, bag over his head or box over his head gimmick. Excalibur said it's been going on for months. I think it was put on the main show once, like four months ago. This has been going on, I want to say, since like last year's All Out. When he showed up at the Fan Fest unadvertised with the box on his head. And that was, everybody's like, oh my god. He was like outside signing autographs and taking pictures with this box on his head. And it was never mentioned on TV. But this is what they call long-term storytelling in this company. <laughs> this just adds into the to the oh, if you want to know what's if you if you really want to know what's going on, you better watch BTE. No, Ugh. no, I'm fucking not. But even on BTE, they start and stop shit all the time. Do they ever explain? tell stories on TV? They can't do that. They don't know how. They can't even do it with their world title. So, I'm trying to think of anything else of importance happened on Dynamite. I can't recall anything. Nope, I got nothing else. Oh, um, Ricky Starks did have a pretty good promo. The promo was good, okay. I did enjoy that. And to be honest, him versus Hawes, I'm actually looking forward to that. There was a fun little part, too, when... when, um, Billy was facing his son, Colton. Billy? Which I couldn't believe that was the match. I thought we were getting a claim versus the guns, and then it turned into a one-on-one between Billy Gunn and his son, and I was like, wait. Billy Gunn beats his son live on cable TV. I I think I texted this to you, that it was hilarious that uh, Excalibur at one point says, Hey, Taz, you're uniquely qualified to answer this. Can you imagine being in the ring with your son? And Taz's like, no. Are you kidding me? He fucked me up. Absolutely not. <laughs> well, apparently Hook defended his, uh, on Rampage, Hook defended the FCR championship in an open challenge match that lasted about seven seconds. Y'all can fucking hate me for this. I don't give a shit. I loved it. The fucking reality TV dude was talking shit. Bell rang. Hook ended up behind him and hooked him in the Katahajime. It was great. It reminded me of his dad. Yeah, still not going to watch Rampage, though. Do you enjoy Hook? Yeah. Okay. It's good to look at. There's a lot of people who are, like, anti-Hook because they try to tell you that Hook is so over. And I get that. If you tell me something's the best in the world, like, so much, I'm going to hate it automatically. I do understand that mentality. But I, personally, don't mind Hook. 
again, I've always been a fan of his father, and he has a very similar scowl. <laughs> I'd fuck Hook. Did you fuck his dad? <laughs> no. Okay. Just check. Didn't know if that was like part of the deal, but <laughs> at the same time. No. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't need uh, to see Billy Gunn in a in an actual match on Dynamite in 2022. <laughs> Although he out-wrestled his son, so there's that. He was also kicking the shit out of his son and, like, actually laying it in. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> then he got kicked in the balls. Yeah. Well, that's Billy for you. Still doing the same shtick since 1999. <laughs> and I really... Really... Really, don't need to ever hear Anthony Bowen scream the phrase "scissor me, daddy." Doesn't do it for you. You don't pop. No, no, didn't do it for me either. Kind of fucking weird. It's not that. It's not just that it's kind of weird. It's also not as over as they'd like you to think it is. <laughs> scissor me, daddy ass. Nah. Mm. <sighs> yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna kink shame. I be like in, look. Be, be into what you're into, Bones. I, I mean, as a I like member the of the LGBT mafia, but you know, look, I like the acclaims. I find them very entertaining. Uh, I thought it was funny that Max Castro threw a line in about a talent meeting in his little rap this week. Yeah. Um, are the acclaimed gonna be tag team champions? Hmm, I don't know about that. I also don't think the guns are going to be tag team champions. The tag team champions right now are Isaiah Swerf Scott. No, oh, I'm sorry. Nope. Strickland. And Keith Lee. And I really enjoy both those guys. They work, I thought. Yeah, I've been a fan since Evolve. 100%. Um... It does feel like we have nothing for you, so here's the tag titles. It's a shame, because I I want big things to Keith Lee. I want him to be a star. I want him to have all these great matches like he had with Dijak that one year. But he's not going to find it in this company. Not with this booking. It's a shame. And I'm not, I don't know why. There's a lot of people that'll shit on Keith Lee and be like, oh, fuck him. Yeah, he left WWE. Everybody left. Look, I don't care what anybody says. If anybody knew that Vince would step down, they probably would have stuck around. (laughs) Okay? It's Vince's fault that half of those people fucking left. And that's pretty obvious considering how quickly Triple H is bringing some of them back. Fair. Speaking yeah, of which, and I know we, we already talked about WWE, but um, I gotta ask you. We jump around. Are you we a jump. fan of the return of... Get up, get up to get down. There it is. Are you a fan of the return of Hit Row? Uh, I mean, they haven't done anything yet. <laughs> Except sing their new song. To me, on SmackDown, they're already the... Th- Third most interesting B group on the show? Because I'd much rather watch um, Maxine's Maximum Male Models, who will end up being uh, 
Angel and uh, Umberto, and Max's male models, who are, of course, uh, God, what the fuck is their names now? Mansois and, uh, who's the other guy? Oh my God, what the fuck's his name? Who's the other guy in Maximum Man Models? I've been enjoying just letting you flounder. Wait, it's Mansois and... Mansois... No. (laughs) (laughs) The same guy, twice. Uh, Oh, Massey. Massey. There it is. I was like, his name was Mace. I'm sorry, Retribution didn't really stick, (laughs) alright? Yeah, don't they feel, like, less important than those already... Established trios? <laughs> well, I mean, uh, like I said, they haven't done anything yet. They come out and they fucked with the, they fucked with the models, and then they sang their song. My problem is you okay. cannot bring back a group and make it less than it was. And I don't care what he's doing now. The fact of the matter is, Hit Row was at its best when Swerve was part of them. So to me, it's a it's a watered down version already. I have no interest in Ashanti the Adonis. I think he's a decent worker, but he's got no personality. And everybody keeps telling me how awesome Top Dollar is. I haven't really seen that myself, but sure, because that's what we need is another Brodus Clay. <laughs> Bfab's great. Here's the thing. <laughs> a mi- like, 90 seconds ago, if you had asked me to list the members of Hit Row, would not have been able to do that. You're probably not the only person who watches SmackDown who thinks that way. So, I think that's a tough sell. I don't know if they're gonna, if they're gonna be able to get over currently the way everything is. It's, it's, there's more entertaining people on SmackDown than that lower card. Just is what it is at this point. But they're Triple H guys, so I'm sure he'll put them in positions where they can succeed, unlike former people. Alright. Uh, I have one more note from Raw. Okay. And that is that Beth Phoenix is a fucking badass. Are you ready, though, for Ray and Edge and Beth versus the Judgment Day? <laughs> That's where we're going. Ah. <sighs> Not Dominic? Well, we could also do Ray versus Rhea for custody of Dominic. <laughs> He's too busy getting scissored by, by Rhea Ripley outside the ring. Oh, speaking of custody, um, oh yeah, we talked about that. Daniel Garcia is... Yeah. He's, he's on the line. Literally, his, his, the custody of Daniel Garcia between Ryan and Jericho. And, okay, back to uh, the Judgment Day. I'm not... I enjoyed their promos this week. Did you, though? <laughs> I did. I did. Because I'm not feeling it yet. Finn, Finn Balor with his monogrammed pocket. Where he keeps Rey Mysterio. <laughs> they, they need to let Finn go more on the mic. More Finn, less Priest. And, less and, I, like, and I like the remix of his theme song. Yeah, no, that I agree with. Um, Damian Priest this week, I thought he did a decent job with Edge, but 
don't know, man. I wasn't excited for it. I didn't care. But it's his first match on Raw in a decade. No. It's his first match in Toronto in a decade or yeah, whatever the fuck they were. that's what it was. His first... Who gives a shit? I'm not from Toronto. What do I get? <laughs> it's like... That's the it's like that that rock promo. I, did you see that rock promo I, I, I retweeted? It was hilarious. Because he... he that's, that was... For those of you... For those of you listening at home, that was the most pure New England sentiment you will ever hear on this show. I'm not from there. Fuck them. <laughs> um, so what do I give a shit? So it was about 2003. Rock was doing his Hollywood Rock heel gimmick, right? And he said something. And he was, they were in Toronto, and he said something about Toronto. And he stopped mid-promo, and he goes, wait a minute. You guys really going to react? Just cause they, oh, yay! Yippee! That's where we're from! He said our town! <laughs> That's what that felt like. It really did. Yeah. Uh, I, I, do you give a shit when they go to Toronto and they're like, here's Edge, here's Trish, here's Bobby Roode. <laughs> it was nice seeing Trish again. Sure. Do you give a like, shit that it's Edge's first fucking match in Toronto in 10 years? I like watching Edge wrestle. I actually liked his, his gear this week. His gear was fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> When they showed Beth in the crowd before the match started... Then you automatically knew she was going to get involved? I was like, oh, Rhea's going to attack her from behind or something. Oh, yeah, that's not true. I was not imagining... Stand by your man! Uh, with a fucking steel chair. Yeah. Oh, no, I enjoyed it. The, the razor's edge through the table and... Now, now, if they were to do a, a mixed six-person tag match, can you see Dominic costing the Mysterio Edge Beth reunion or construction? I don't, I don't know that they'll ever, they're actually going to pull the trigger on that at any point. The problem is Dominic's boring as a baby face. He's very bland. Yeah. Even his face, he has no... No showmanship whatsoever when he does anything. Whether he's taking heat, whether he's <laughs> tagging someone, it's just all blank. It's like there's nothing going on behind those eyes. He has... T- Dominic has two modes. Ow! Or... <laughs> Dominic looks like what Shawn Michaels' eyes turned into. No, <laughs> Uh, even make sense. Just a very confused one going one way, one going the other. Anyway, I have a question for you. Okay. Tell me what is going to be the match of the night at Clash of Champions. I mean, at Clash at the Castle. <laughs> uh, let me look at the list again. Okay. So, like I said, we got five matches announced so far. And honestly, they all... Well. Run some of them. Except for that one. Uh, so you got Riddle versus Rollins. Yeah. You got uh, Bianca, Alexa, and Asuka versus Bailey, Dakota, and Io. Okay. Gunther versus Sheamus. Yeah. Liv versus Shayna. 
<laughs> and Roman versus Drew. I have zero interest in Liv versus Shayna, for the record. I don't give a shit, really. I feel like... In terms of a steal-the-show situation, because you expect Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre to be fucking fire, because it's the main event. And it's the championship, and it's fucking Drew McIntyre in fucking Europe, where the fuck this castle is. (laughs) In the UK. Uh, Yeah. So in terms of a steal-the-show situation, if they let Seth and Riddle go out there and do the thing, they, I feel like they could absolutely destroy. I don't know why Seth and Riddle didn't go with SummerSlam. I don't know if somebody was banged up, not clear. It doesn't matter. Because that was one of the matches I was looking forward to the most. I honestly wonder if that wasn't Triple H taking over and being like, I'd rather we do this next month, so let's make some shit up. And that's perfectly fine for me, because this match, I think, has 100% the potential to be match of the year, not even match of the night. You know. And with the build since SummerSlam, I think it's got it's got even that much more heat behind it. I agree. With these two spending the last four or five weeks just beating the hell out of each other. Well, this this should be a lot of fun. And it will probably reveal the next step for at least one of them. Because can you imagine the reaction if Randy Orton comes back during this match? And RKO's riddle. We're not friends anymore. Imagine, though. That UK crowd, too. That would be such a great reaction. (laughs) But we'll find out. Unfortunately, that's not this weekend. God forbid it do it this weekend. You know what I mean? Uh, This week went a bit a lot easier. Instead, next week, everybody goes back to school, and I'm going to be fucking busy as shit at work. There's a lot of wrestling on Labor Day weekend. Yeah. Got Clash, we got Worlds Collide, and we've got All Out. Is Worlds Collide on Peacock? I would assume so. Okay. That's interesting. So we have, um. And for anyone who is, who is not aware because we, this came up in our Discord, um, they're not, Worlds Collide and All Out are not head to head. Worlds Collide is at 4 p.m. Eastern, All Out is at 8 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, that part I knew. Um, okay, but other people may not have. No, 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 that's fine. I'm just thinking out loud. Worlds Collide, they're going to do Mandy versus Miko Satomura and a third person? Was it... Who's the third person? It's not Zoe. Uh, no, it's... Um... Oh, it's it's Blair Davenport. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, personally, I don't see Blair Davenport unifying the titles in, like, her first NXT pay-per-view. But we'll see. We'll see. Have Mandy do it. Have Mandy win the match. That'd be so much fun. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so far for Worlds Collide, all we've got is uh, Breaker versus Bait, and 
Mandy versus Mako versus Blair. Raker versus Bates. Yeah. I feel like that could be a lot of fun, and no one would see it coming. Yeah, 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 yeah. Speaking of which, because we didn't talk about it last week, um, Breaker versus McDonough was really good. <sighs> you said McDonough, my mind instantly went, who? And then I'm like, oh, Devlin. Yeah. JD. JD. It was really good. Hey, and, JD. And we all know, those of us who, who have watched NXT UK, um, Jordan Devlin is for real. He can go. And he can be entertaining. And I enjoyed the crap out of him versus Breaker. Did you um, enjoy um, Santos versus um, Big Tony? Yeah. And how they ended that. I love the, how they ended that. I liked him showing up on Tuesday just going, Get in, boys! We're going to Raw! <laughs> perfect. Absolutely perfect. <laughs> Or I guess SmackDown. Uh, whatever. Uh, you got anything else? I'm trying to think even from like the week before, because uh, what was it, Heat Wave? That was actually a really good show. Hmm. And I like that they had Paul Heyman do the open, since he did the original Heat Wave pay-per-view in ECW for all those years. Uh, yeah. But um, yeah, Heat Wave was fun. Uh, I don't care about Zoe Stark. I never thought she was going to beat Mandy. I'm glad she didn't. And uh, like I said, Breaker versus McDonough was really good. I'm trying to think. Did Carmelo Hayes fight somebody that night? Did she? He did. <sighs> okay. That's the one where I was confused and I was like, it seems like Carmelo's getting a little frustrated with Vinci and they're just not. Something's not right like in this match. Somebody's timing's off. Something's wrong. Because they kept, like, running into each other at random points. Not the best match from Carmelo that I've seen. Obviously not his fault. But here's where I'm going to surprise you. I think there's something to Vinci. I think he can sure. be good. Sure. And it doesn't necessarily mean right next to, to Ludwig Kaiser. That's Eichner, right? Yeah. Bart- Bartel is, uh, is Kaiser. Yes. I mean, there's been all these reports that this was Vinci's swan song because... Hunter wants to reunite Imperium, uh, which I have no issues with. I have no issues with it, but I, I, I do believe that this uh, that Eichner has something. There's so something they, there. So they could certainly use another tag team in the division up on the main roster. I like the interesting swerve uh, with Diamond Mine, um, where they were like uh, in the match between uh, uh, Roderick and, and Tony. Yeah, was like, he was giving you a signal. He was giving you a signal. And then all of a sudden, Gallus comes out of nowhere and attacks him, and it has nothing to do with anything. It's just Gallus like, fuck you. We're here now. That was the, that felt like the first um, shot across the bow, as it were, where all of a sudden NXT UK is now like invading NXT. Now, granted. Uh, except, uh, again, things we didn't get to talk about last week, the fact that NXT UK isn't going to exist after Worlds Collide. Yes, that is true. Unfortunately, say la vie. But they're going to make something which better. Very, which is very much why Tyler Bates showed up on NXT 2.0 with a belt he hadn't won yet. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of have to rush through it at this point. Look, um, I liked NXT UK a lot. I think the pandemic slowed it down ridiculously. To the point of no return. 
And they were one of the last places that still didn't have fans in attendance. Um, and then, you know, they, they went to the, what was it, the BT Arena, whatever it's called, BT Sports. Yeah, BT Sports Studio. Yeah, and it was fine, but it just... And obviously, getting having Ilya Dragunov get hurt didn't help anything. But there are there are stories that they are going to repackage all of this into an NXT Europe as yep. opposed to NXT UK. Now I'm actually all for that. I still remember a young Santino Marella coming out of the crowd in Italy <laughs> and beating Bobby Lashley. No, beating Umaga for the IC title. Bobby Lashley right. helped him. Um, I'm all for them going around Europe, though, to, like, the biggest cities, like Spain, fucking... Por- oh, they could go to Portugal! And Bruno can jump the guardrail and get the shit kicked out of him. Bruno, don't you dare. I'm just kidding. Speaking of which, we got to talk to Bruno in a bit, yeah? He's been with it. Oh, we have Bruno's uh, voice now? Yeah. I have nothing else. We can play it now. Uh, the Bruno bitch around. Bruno's bitchin' basic basic segment. (laughs) Zach Morris is trash. (laughs) (laughs) That's a a thing I haven't seen in a while. Uh, Five and a half minutes. Good job, Bruno. I just want to say I really enjoy when Bruno gets squeaky. <laughs> Continuing. Let's face it. AEW since the beginning did not engage and did not have a really high uh, conversion rate from viewers to pay-per-view buy. And it's going to be a very important um, uh, revenue stream going forward. There's a lot of rumors and innuendos regarding the future of AEW due to the merger of um, of Warner Media and Discovery, and the fact that they are actually losing money with, with all things and want to cut costs. I don't know, but a, but a, a show that's giving them roughly less than a million views per, uh, per week with their, uh, their co- supposedly their cost, be, uh, production costs being covered by the net, by 
by the network itself, well, if I am someone with the with the with the, with the possibility of cutting, maybe I'll consider it. Maybe I'll consider it um, using that 45, roughly 45, 50 million um, dollars per year to get another property. Uh, I don't know. We we recently had um, because I'm a huge fan of um, F1 being bought for roughly 100 million dollars for uh, for FPN. They are getting roughly um, uh, I believe uh, two millions per race, but it's in a slot of over two and a half hours, which is a lot, plus the, um, the, the qualifying and all that. I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. Don't I know. think it was not a great move, especially right now with WWE being so hyped regarding the Triple H takeover, and actually very interesting um, possibilities coming out, like... Um, the Gargano return slash debut, if you want to call him, like um, the Perry and the Cross um, being on the main event, even though that I don't like him as much, and all this, and actually people are getting along, very along with uh, with, with WWE, and the news, and the image of the locker room of WWE compared to, to, to AW, not the ship. It seems like the grass is greener, on Connecticut than it is on, on Jacksonville, Florida. So I don't know. Um, I don't think that this uh, sort of reality, using reality to be the booking stuff and all that, um, actually gains anything. Because it's not like, it's not like um, some feuds that we know that then like, for example, the the Roman Reigns, John Cena first feud or something like that, when you know they don't like, but when they get to the ring, they deliver. And there's a payoff. Last week, CM Punk decided to call out that uh, Eggman hasn't paid for no apparent reason since he had a match with John Markley. Maybe he's going to have a match with, with, um, with, um, with Hangman on the pay-per-view. I don't know. What I do know is that the last match, the, the main event match, or the, rather the, the championship match last night, was just like my first time. Very quick, very disappointed, end up, and up, and end up, uh, and end, ah, sorry, and in the end, uh, someone uh, was injured. So I'm going to dig a locker in your pussy next. I thought he was going to say someone was crying on the ground holding their leg. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Got to, got to work on that uh, closing catchphrase. I agree, uh, I agree with a lot of what Bruno brought up. Um, yeah, so, so again, something we didn't get to talk about because we, we, we took last week off. Uh, there are a million and a half rumors swirling about this whole merger situation and things like Rampage has to hit a certain viewer threshold or it's going to be canceled or... Warner wants to cut the dynamite to an hour and then have the second hour on YouTube. 
Uh, none of which would be good for AEW. There's no, there's no rumor going around that's like, Warner's in love with AEW and is gonna give him a next, another hour of programming. Unfortunately, and I said this back in 2019 before I knew what kind of booking we were gonna get. I remember thinking a four year deal was great, especially from, from, from Turner. The best you could ask for. But it's your second deal that's gonna make or break you. And right now, they'd be lucky to get on the Food Network at three in the morning. Let alone a decent spot on TNT or, sorry, TBS, really. Um, I hate to say it, it might not have anything to do with the booking. As bad as the booking's been, I feel like AEW could have had stellar, incredibly uh, interesting booking, and Warner still would have been like, yeah, wrestling. <laughs> I mean, it just it doesn't look good, and it definitely feels like they're going to be kicked out of that time slot soon. I mean, that's one of the big things that killed WCW. Warner was like, eh, wrestling. Again, Warner, right? Fucking Warner. It's always Warner. They are the worst thing to ever happen in wrestling. By far. Uh, yeah, uh, guys, I got <laughs> news for anybody who maybe they didn't live through the Monday Night Wars. Maybe they didn't hear about that much of WCW's side. But yeah. It wasn't even the booking that killed WCW. It was Time Warner. I mean, the booking certainly didn't help. No, no. Same thing but. going on in AEW. The booking's not helping at all. There's the locker room's in shambles. Everybody's fighting. Everybody's pissed off. Mega's trying to email Stephanie and getting blocked because, like, we don't recognize this email address. Uh, but the bottom line is, is that they are in deep trouble. And I don't see an end in sight that's favorable for them. To be fair, we've been saying that about Impact for like eight years now. Yes. At least. At least. Oh, so Impact does and still somehow exist. somehow Impact is still hanging on. It still exists, but it is a, a fraction of what it was in the wrestling world at one point. There was a point... I don't. Did you go to this show when Impact came up here and they went to Lowell and they had um I think it was Lockdown and it was like Kurt Angle's team versus Samoa there, Joe's team. There was a Slammiversary in Boston. Okay. That I almost went to, but that was it. I, I went to a TNA show in Lowell. God, it must have been like 2006 or something like that, but or seven. But it was it was good, but it was also weird because. <laughs> All the baby faces won that night, and I remember leaving being like, huh, I don't know if that was a good idea. Because <laughs> if every baby face win, then it's not as cool by the end of the night. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, Impact still exists, but they are barely a player. They're just like where everybody else goes when you need work. Oh, we have one more thing. Okay. Gamescom is this week. Uh, convention, and we got our first look at AEW Fight Forever. And uh, it is very much uh, it is very much Yuke's Aki uh, AKI No Mercy WrestleMania 2000 
in, in gameplay and in visual style and in graphics. And while, you know, obviously this is still a preliminary build, they, they haven't even taken the time to program in all of Aubrey Edwards' crazy bullshit yet, but the, the there's, there's footage going, making the rounds, you, you can find it anywhere on Twitter, uh, of, a, of a match between Kenny Omega and Adam Cole, uh, including footage of the entrances, which right now in the game are about four seconds apiece, um, and the game itself. Um, again, it is very much WrestleMania 2000, No Mercy, NWO, WCW, NWO World Tour gameplay. So it, it's it's very arcadey as opposed to 2K's more simulation style. Um, so if that's your thing, more power to you. I will probably still end up buying it at some point because it is a wrestling game mm-hmm. and I'm a consumer whore. But first impressions when it's 2022 and you're releasing a game that looks and plays exactly like a game that is old enough to drink not a great look I I think you're I, I think you're Shitting on the graphics a little too much. It's not as polygony as it, like no, no, I'm not, World Tour. I'm not saying it's. I mean, it's 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 current gen graphics, but it's the same type of movement and stuff like that. Yeah, movement, character model. Yeah, there's footage of I think it's Punk versus a Punk versus Paul White match, where when Paul White grapples Punk, he shrinks down to punk size. <laughs> like, when it goes into the grapple, they suddenly yeah. became the same height. Yeah. And obviously, like I said, this is preliminary gameplay. This is preliminary footage that is still building the game. <laughs> They've sunk trillions of dollars into it at this point, so they're still putting it together, folks. But it's not... For, for how long it's been since this game was announced and how much money they have put into this game so far... It's not looking good. Now, see, that's a perfect way to describe it. Because I did watch some video clips. And my biggest takeaway is I'm not impressed. And I'm not saying that playing like a No Mercy game is a bad thing. Because I really enjoyed the controls on No Mercy. Absolutely. But, visually and initially, I'm... I'm not impressed, and I felt like they needed to impress me. Not just me, but consumers in general. Yeah. Because otherwise, who gives a fuck? It's just another game. That's and like, it's a, and it's a game from 21 years ago. Yeah, it's. There were people who were streaming a, I guess you could call it a a fan made version of No Mercy with all AEW people, mm-hmm. and that looked better than this. <laughs> So, obviously, like you said, this is preliminary, preliminary fo- footage. We've seen it go both ways. We've seen games come out later on down the line that were better than their footage at the, the preview shows, and then we've seen the games that actually were worse. I have a bad feeling the controllers are not going to be as succinct as we need them to be. 
and that's going to kill it. If gameplay is difficult or cumbersome in any way, people won't buy the game. If it's easy and fun and, you know, very novice to learn, then maybe. But we'll say it's a wrestling game, so those typically aren't. <laughs> Plus, uh, as far as I know, we didn't get any kind of peek at a creator wrestler section. They probably don't a, have one. <laughs> which is a huge thing nowadays. And we've talked about it before. I can't remember if it was on the show or just in the host thread, but given how long this game has been in development, is <laughs> when it finally comes out, maybe this holiday season, Maybe next holiday season. Is the roster in the game going to at all resemble the roster in the fucking company? I mean, just because the Nightmare Collective is featured in the game. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm kidding, but who knows, right? (laughs) Uh, yeah, that's... Don't forget, Owen Hart's in the game. (sighs) Great. Yay. (laughs) <laughs> I can't, you know, it's it's gonna be a kick in the nuts, though. I'm 100% real talk right now. If you are a fan of AEW, and you are a fan of all the people who currently are on the roster, it is gonna be a kick in the nuts when half of those people are not there. I you guarantee to, you... When you have to create them. I guarantee you a good portion of WWE guys that signed are not gonna be in this game. Like Andrade... Or, or, um, Roosh is not going to be in this. Swerve, Swerve Keith, Scott, Lee. Keith Lee. Uh, fuck. I doubt F- they even have Daniel Bryan. So. I was going to say, is FTR in the fucking game? I would think FTR made it, but I doubt that you'll see. Adam Cole is the cutoff. <laughs> even though, he, even, and Daniel, not even even though Kyle, he and Daniel Bryan debuted the same night. Not even Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fitt, just Adam Cole. <laughs> Yeah, Adam Cole came out first, so that's the cutoff. Anybody who came out after Adam Cole, including Daniel Bryan, even though it was the same night in the same pay-per-view. Yep. <laughs> it literally cut it off at that minute. Adam Cole yep. shut up, done. Game exactly. footage, send it in. Yep. That's the roster, lock it, load it. Oh, tomorrow night on uh, on Rampage. Private Party are ranked like 94 overall. <laughs> the acclaimed, not uh, tomorrow night on Rampage, Claudio Castagnoli versus Dustin Rhodes for the ROH World Champion. Do you care? I don't. That wraps up this week's episode. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit about Dustin Rhodes fighting for the Ring of Honor Heavyweight Championship. Dustin Rhodes, by the way, cutting his promo, and, and he's doing his job. I will say this. Dustin is doing his job. But he's cutting this promo like this is the WWF Championship. Like, I've spent 30 years trying to win a world title and Friday night's the night. Dude, that's not a world title. That thing looks exactly like the Pure Championship. <laughs> Actually, no, that's the funny thing. He came out, Claudio not a came title, out. That's a trademark, Tony Campbell. <laughs> Claudio came out with Wheeler Yuta. Wheeler Yuta yeah. had on his Pure Championship. They had the same belt. It is. It's the same. Yeah. What a joke. I mean, that you can't tell me that's a world title, then. Uh, it's not even slightly bigger. <laughs> so like we said, next week, Clash at the Castle and All Out Predictions. I doubt we're going to do predictions for uh, 
Worlds, Worlds Collide. Collide. Um, but that'll be next week. <laughs> Sorry, my wife just walked through and Max, the cat, is just following her. Huh? Everywhere she goes, just follows her around the house. He also does this fun thing where he just stands on the stairs and just yells. And I'm pretty sure it's just because he likes the acoustics. You have a demon cat. <laughs> he's a, no, he's not a demon. He's a gremlin. Thank you very oh. much. He's a chaos gremlin. Um, but yeah, that's next week. Lots of predictions. And then the week after, what can only be presumed to be a very long episode. So, strap in, fuckers. Oh, no. Adam, if you can hear me. Oh, okay, there you are. You did freeze for a minute. Ooh. It was weird. You went I strap my, in, fuck! I, <laughs> I think my Ethernet cord got wiggled a little bit, so. Uh, wiggle, 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 wiggle. Where should I start the sentence over again so you can edit cleanly? Oh, I'm not going to edit. Just wrap it up. <laughs> nice. So for you listening at home, Sal doesn't care. I care. I care, and I think all of you should care, and go check out SummerSlam 91, covered <laughs> on my Summer Sal show, on this very network feed. Join me as we talk about Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, his demands for more money, the Triangle of Terror, which is a sad way of saying Sergeant Slaughter and two lackeys who are 50 years old and don't deserve to be in the rank. Mr. Perfect, Bret Hart, Ted DiBiase, Virgil, all of your favorites. We talk about it all on SummerSouth. Ouch! Uh, yeah. So there you go. You want the finger? There's the <laughs> finger! <laughs> uh, hello, you cannot arrest me here in the mountain. Send us home, Albert. I guess that means we will run your ass down. Ah, stagger. You have been listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows, as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there, or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundownwrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at Rundown Network. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling, and you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash the Salzer Effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production. <laughs>